Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the OK Vibes podcast based on the blog, the OK Vibes blog, located at okvibes.wordpress.com. And as I, your host, the conductor of this train, (laughs) Justine Monique, back at you with another blog post to go over. I'm going to read it to y'all. And then we're going to get a little more in-depth as we normally do on this podcast. So today's blog post is titled, Tea Will Save Us All, published on July 20th, 2020. So let's get into it. Tea Will Save Us All. Since last week, I've been feeling better. I even made banana bread over the weekend. Going walking and drinking hot tea like I did before the pandemic has given me new life. I'm feeling less anxious and more hopeful. Though there's an ongoing dumpster fire behind me, I'm able to look away as opposed to staring at it, wondering when it'll stop. As a lifetime tea drinker, the way I take my tea has changed over time. For the past few years, I prefer it steeped at full strength with raw honey. As a kid, I don't recall how long my tea was steeped since my mom usually made it for my brother and I, but I would put at least three heaping spoonfuls of white sugar in it. Blech. When my mom introduced us to sugar cubes, I didn't like using them for tea because I felt like I had to dump a handful of them in a cup to make it sweet enough for me. Plus, I preferred eating them separately. I'd suck on them until they disappeared. It's no wonder I developed cavities later. I know. I was a sugar heathen. As a young adult, I would steep my tea at the suggested time, then add two spoonfuls of white sugar. I tried adding lemon juice and milk to my tea, and it's not for me. I'll add milk if, ha- if I'm having chai, but that's standard practice for that tea type. I'd be remiss in not giving a shout out to coffee, which I didn't enter the world of until about three years ago. I use coffee as a work treat that doubles as a liquid motivator. I know if I ever stop drinking tea again, then that means I've truly given up on life. Nothing tops a Sunday morning cup of oolong with butter toast and scrambled eggs. I'd rather enjoy my tea alone, so I savor the heat that meets my lips and dances down my throat. I also feel that hot tea calms my spirit, so it's essential to my well-being. I like iced tea too, but it doesn't hit the same. Me and tea equals BFF. And that is the end of Tea Will Save Us All, published on July 20th, 2020 on the OK Vibes blog. All right, y'all. So now you know a little bit more about me (laughs) as you've been getting to know me while listening to this podcast, which I appreciate. Thank you so much for tuning in, especially if you are a subscriber of the show. So just in regards to what kind of tea I like I mean, I did mention the oolong. That is still one of my favorites. I also later on ran upon this. I want to say it's by a Japanese tea brand. And the flavor is peppermint matcha, which matcha I wasn't always really excited about. I remember trying it a few times. I'm just like, yuck, (laughs) like this is not I am not feeling this. I will stick to regular green tea. 
But I learned that, you know, the matcha apparently is healthier than green tea itself because of the way it's processed or something. So I was like, okay, maybe I need to give matcha a little more time and be a little more patient and try to find out what works best for me to ingest this because it's healthier. Even though overall, you know, tea is supposed to be good, has all these antioxidants and things for you in it. So it's not like I would be going wrong completely if I just drank other teas aside from the matcha. But still, I'm like, all right, let's see what we can do here. So this is how I ended up getting into the peppermint matcha because I do love a good peppermint tea, y'all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got to drink a spearmint too, but something about that peppermint, like mm, delicious, which is another reason why I enjoy old school peppermint candy canes and tis the season. Am I right? But we're not going to get into all that. <laughs> we're going to save that for another episode talking about the Christmas time shit, y'all. Because yes, that episode is coming. <laughs> it is coming. So anyway, back to the peppermint. I've always enjoyed some peppermint. I even like York peppermint patties. It's one of my favorite candies as far as like chocolate being in combo with something else. Um, so, but back to the tea. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I do the peppermint matcha. And then I'm going to say Wawa. If y'all aren't familiar with Wawa, that's more of an East Coast thing. Not even the whole East Coast, I should say. It's just more like mid-Atlantic region of the U.S. And mainly heavily incorporated in Pennsylvania, Delaware, and I'm not sure where else exactly. But it is a chain of convenience stores. And they serve delicious foods. <laughs> well, I guess that's debatable. Some people are like, yeah, I don't know about some of these things. But they're widely known for hoagies. If you don't know what a hoagie is, that's just what we call them around these parts. But it is a submarine sandwich. You may also know it as a grinder. Maybe a hero. <laughs> that they're very popular for the varieties of those they have they have pretty decent coffee as well and in the last few years they have integrated into more custom drink making situations so they have different smoothies that they offer they even have their own um like these fruity drinks i think they're called refreshers or something but anyway the point is <laughs> Uh, mentioning all that to say, uh, they offered up a peppermint. I think they still have it. It might be a peppermint matcha um, smoothie. And I was like, oh, let me try that. That sounds like it'd be good. And you know what it was? I was like, all right, I can get into this. I can get into this. Wawa, thank you. <laughs> and they also had, I want to say, three other types of the matcha smoothies too. They had one with lemon. I had that one. And then I want to say there's another one. Maybe it was a chocolate matcha or something. I don't know. But anyway. So they have the matcha on lock. I mean, got that popular that while I was like, you know what? We need to get on this action. And as far as the other teas that I like that I have to have in my tea collection on a regular basis, black tea and not necessarily a specific type of black tea, though, quote unquote, regular black tea is good for me. You know, it doesn't have to have any flavors to it, but I do like a good black tea. Uh, right now in my cabinet, even though I'm not looking straight at it, so I'm just doing this right off memory. <laughs> I know I have some white tea in there. I have some like quote unquote regular green tea. I have oolong. I have some ginger tea, which I always keep ginger tea on hand just because it's great for the digestion. So if I'm feeling a little bloated or my stomach's doing a little flip flop action, I know that means I need to have myself a nice cup of ginger tea. So boom, that's in there. I have some black tea infused with apricot. I also have honey bush tea, which as a matter of fact, while I'm recording in real time right here is what I'm sipping on. I have this tropical honey bush tea. 
which apparently, um, <laughs> I think because Honeybush is not considered tea, I guess, as far as the brewing or whatever, it's considered a tisane. I think I'm saying that right. I don't know, T-I-S-A-N-E. It's actually pronounced tisane, but, you know, I struggle with the word sometimes. <laughs> but there's a difference between tea and tisane, but we will get into that later. So... Yeah, that's what I got in my arsenal right now. I feel like I'm missing something. There's something else I have. Oh, yeah, I have sage. I also have that. I want to say there's one other thing I have. Sencha. I have some sencha, too, some loose sencha in there. And right now, I also do have... What else? I feel like there's another bag in there. Oh, it's this stuff I got from Trader Joe's years ago. It's probably not good anymore, but <laughs> probably just throw it out. There's only a little bit left. It's like this blend of loose green tea, but it's mixed with some citrus peels. So it's very good for you. You know, it's great to have if you're dealing with a cold or something along those lines. But yeah, so that's how it is with me and my tea. I love tea. As I said in my blog post, I grew up with it. And I still like my tea the same. I like to brew it nice and strong. And I prefer to have raw honey in it. Of course, if for whatever reason, I can't get some raw honey. Then I'll just get the regular, you know, not raw honey. But I do prefer my raw honey. Usually about one and a half, one to two scoops. Usually with the raw, like a one heaping spoonful does it for me in a cup. And I usually just have one cup, maybe two a day. It just depends on the situation. But yes, I still like my tea that way. Brew that shit strong. So that packet says brew for four minutes. I might do it for like five or six. But I'm not going to lie, y'all. A lot of that is because I forget. (laughs) I'll get sidetracked where I'm like, okay, let me go do this thing while I'm waiting for this tea to steep. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I I accidentally might have overbrewed it, but it's still good. It don't matter. I'd rather have it strong, though, so I can get everything I can from it, if that makes any sense. You know, I don't want to steep it too light. Or sometimes even when it's, you know, I brew it according to the package directions, I still might be like, eh, maybe this could use a little more time. So that's how I do with my tea, baby. Now y'all know. So now that y'all know that, I have some other knowledge to impart upon you. I was doing some research on the internet, as I feel like a lot of us do these days, right? (laughs) I would hope so. Get some type of information. Not saying I believe everything you read on the internet, y'all. I mean, come on. I think (laughs) we should all know better by now not to believe every single thing that we see across our eyes on the screens. However, I did find myself an article by Foodle. I think I'm pronouncing it right. F-O-O-D-A-L. And it is titled 10 Little Known Facts About Tea. And it was published on March 11th, 2016 by Tiffany Boutwell. So I am going to go over these facts. And some of them have some lengthy explanations behind them. So I may not read all that. I'll just give a little brief summary or something. And if y'all want to go and read this whole entire thing, I'll be sure to drop a link to the post in the show notes. Don't forget to check. All right, so let's get into this 10 little known facts about tea. So first things first, for nearly 5,000 years, people have been enjoying tea. It was discovered in China and is one of the most popular beverages worldwide, second only to coffee. So there's some facts, even though this isn't actually a part of the 10 facts. That was just an opener. So let's read. All right. So the first thing is how tea was actually discovered or created. 
According to folklore, the beverage was first discovered when the leaves from some tea bushes blew into the water that servants were boiling to purify for Emperor Shen Nong to drink. The leaves went unnoticed and the water was served to the emperor, who was also an herbalist. Upon drinking this accidental brew, which he very much enjoyed, the concept of drinking tea was born. See, I didn't know that. Did y'all know that? (laughs) All right, number two. They are all one. There are several different types, including black, oolong, green, and white. They all come from the same plant, Camellia sinensis, but the difference lies in how the leaves are treated after they are harvested. All tea leaves are withered, rolled, and heated. Different varieties are created depending on the additional steps, or in the timing of the steps, that are taken before the leaves are packaged. Now, I didn't know that. I always assumed that black, green, you know, all those different types were all from different plant species. So I didn't know that. Did y'all know that? (laughs) Tell me, tell me. All right. So I hinted to this part earlier. Number three, tea or tizan. Now that you have learned that there are only a few different types, you may be wondering about all of the other ones that you're aware of, like peppermint or echinacea. Well, hold on to your hats, people. These herbal drinks are technically not teas at all, but rather something called tizan. Although the word tisane was originally used to describe a drink made from pearl barley, it now commonly refers to any tea-style herbal infusion. And it can be made from nuts, seeds, berries, flowers, leaves, or roots. Did y'all know that? (laughs) So I feel like I knew a little bit about that, but I didn't know how deep it went. So, I, like, I've heard of Tizans, but I never recalled them that, which, again, I am sipping on that now as opposed to an actual legit tea. So, everything that's called tea is not tea. I suppose you could liken that to milk, like almond milk, <laughs> soy milk. Cashew milk is technically not milk because milk is defined as, you know, coming from an animal, I believe. I don't have the exact definition in front of me, but I'm sure y'all know what I'm saying. For the longest time we discussed milk, it was always like goat milk, cow's milk, you know, breast milk, usually referred to a human, which is kind of weird that we call it breast milk. Why don't we just call it human milk or something? People milk? I don't know. (laughs) That's a whole other conversation (laughs) for another time. Uh, but yeah, so everything that has a label on it does, you know, is labeled with some doesn't mean it actually is that thing. I mean, come on, look at blueberries, y'all. They are purple, but I guess if we want to be super technical in order to make the color purple, you blend red and blue. So I suppose blueberries, the name can get away with that. I mean, what do y'all think about that? Tell me, hit me up and let me know. <laughs> we on a fine line when we're talking about the blueberries. There's other things like that, too. Like cheesecake, for instance, is actually a pie, y'all. Did you know that? It is actually a motherfucking pie. But anyway, (laughs) let's get back on track and get to the fourth fact. The champagne of tea. Grown in Darjeeling, India, the type of the same name is often referred to as the champagne of teas. It is a widely accepted belief that this particular black variety is the best of the best. Grown in the Himalayas where the perfect climate for growing Camellia sinensis exists, the rocky mountain terrain makes it difficult to harvest. To gather Darjeeling leaves, pickers must battle the cold, the steep terrain, mist, and heavy rains. 
These factors also contribute to the delectable, musky sweet taste that Darjeeling connoisseurs know and love, as well as the high price that it commands. A pound of this can cost hundreds of dollars, though it typically sells for less. Did y'all know that? Because I didn't know that. (laughs) I didn't know that about Darjeeling. I didn't know that it was hot to trot like that. Like, damn, it is the champagne of tea. So now I feel like I need to make a conscious effort to buy Darjeeling tea the next time I do my order for teas, the next time I restock. All right. Number five, most expensive cup. While Darjeeling can be quite expensive, it is not actually the most costly type to brew. That prize goes to a rare Chinese variety called Tai Guan Yin. I'm going to say it again. Actually, I might be saying it wrong. <laughs> Ti Guan Yin. And please note, I did look up how to say this, y'all, so that I wouldn't mess it up. <laughs> Believe it or not, because I know other stuff. I was like, I don't know how to say that, but bear with me. But I did look this one up because when it comes to words that are not of the English language that I'm not super familiar with or never seen in my life, I try to look it up because, hey, we have the internet now. We can do that. So based off the one source I went to, they had four different people recording different ways of pronouncing it. I heard it looks like two of the people pronounce it one way and two of them pronounce the other way. So the pronunciations I come across, one was Tai Guan Yin and the other one is Ti Guan Yin. But I'm going to go with Ti Guan Yin because that sounds accurate (laughs) i feel like saying thai that's definitely more of the english speaking way that we would look at it because of how it's spelled and i know a lot of times when it comes to certain words it is definitely not always pronounced the way it looks i'm gonna go with tiguanyan all right continuing now (laughs) named after the buddhist iron goddess of mercy this oolong will cost you a pretty penny at up to $1,500 per pound, which let's be real, y'all, on a sidebar, it probably costs way more than that now with this motherfucking inflation, but let's continue. But the good news is that the leaves can be brewed up to seven times before losing their unique flavor. Wow. I'm probably never, ever going to experience that unless I come across a rich person that happens to have this type of tea in their possession. If anybody does have some tea guan yin in their possession, hit me up if you're willing to give me a nice discount. Because <laughs> that's fucking expensive. But I'm so curious now about tasting it for myself. I feel like I might need to add that on my list of life goals to taste this tea. Oh my gosh. Even if I can have just three sips That would be all right, just so I can know that I got to taste this fucking tea. All right, moving on to number six. Green tea as a superfood. In addition to external healing properties, green tea is known as a superfood when it's consumed. Though superfood is a relatively new term for foods or drinks that are packed with nutrients, the potential benefits of drinking tea have been known for a long time. It is said that the green type can help to soothe a sore throat, regulate blood sugar levels, and reduce the risk of heart disease. Though it has been used medicinally for thousands of years, it is only recently that scientific studies have begun to confirm many of the widely held beliefs regarding its healing powers. So I have to cyborg on that, y'all, and say this makes me think of, I want to say it was a quote by Hippocrates, whatever that guy's name is, about 
how let medicine be thy food, thy food is medicine or something like that. I'm probably butchering the shit out of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, you know, as I over the years have done research about foods and their benefits, such as how ginger is very good for an upset stomach and digestive troubles, it made me realize even more, damn, why aren't we doing more homeopathic things? And don't get me wrong, I know we do have more people that are way more conscious about um, medicine in that way, traditional medicines, and not always wanting to get on pills and things, because I am one of those people if I don't have to take a pill, I won't. But when it does come to a migraine, I will because I haven't found anything that's natural that 100% alleviates a migraine. So a lot of times I'll go for that, even though, you know, while I'm waiting for that pill to kick in, I will rub some axe oil on my forehead. If y'all aren't familiar with that, I believe that is made in Malaysia and I keep that on stock, keep it in stock, baby. And I actually have this uh, white colored tiger balm that I um, that's can be used for headaches as well. So I will put some of that on me while I'm waiting for that pill to kick in. So I would say like a little bit of both, but I again, I do try to go more natural ways with things. So instead of like taking Pepto-Bismol, if I have diarrhea or something, I'll just have some ginseng tea or I'll take a detox tea to completely cleanse me or whatever the fuck's inside of me that's going rogue, <laughs> you know, or I'll even fast as well. Um, which does help. So there's other things you can do without just getting on the pill. But anyway, I'm getting all the way to the side, y'all. <laughs> you know how I do if you've been listening to this. So let's get to number seven. Mother of invention. The tea bag was invented in the United States in the early 20th century. True lovers of this drink do not consider tea bags to be a great invention since they tightly pack the tea. This does not allow the leaves to expand while brewing, which enables the release of more of the compounds that are responsible for flavor, among other things. Tea bags, which are generally made from filtered paper or silk, do offer convenience, as this has brought the beverage to a wider audience than it may have ever had before they were created. And I will admit, I do buy a lot of um, tea that is already in a tea bag because it is convenient. I do also buy loose tea, and I'm not going to lie, maybe it's because I'm like a lazy American, quote unquote, but (laughs) I am more willing to grab that tea bag first before getting my loose tea and putting it in my infuser and putting it in there, you know, because of the cleanup aspect of it. Again, it's the convenience. So, but I am trying to make a more of an effort you know, consciously, especially now saying it out loud again, (laughs) I feel like certain things just click better when you say them out loud, um, that I should use more loose tea. I should buy loose tea more than the tea bags and use my infusers because I do have them. I have a variety of infusers so I can get a better flavor. You know, I can really brew that tea right. It's just like, uh, with coffee, when they say you should, uh, just get the whole ground beans, grind them yourself. It tastes better as of buying it already ground up. And that's true. Because I've definitely done both, even though I still go ahead and buy the ground. I do. Because once again, convenience, (laughs) y'all. Convenience. Um, But I have tasted the difference. That's why I'll tell anybody that freshly um, ground whole bean coffee, it does hit way different. It does. It's delicious. But we're not talking about coffee. Let's get back to this tea. (laughs) I'm getting all off the fucking rails again. All right. So number eight, record-breaking beverage. 
As of the time of this writing, the largest teabag recorded by Guinness World Records weighed in at just over 551 pounds and measured 9.8 feet wide by 13 feet high. It could be used to brew over 100,000 cups. Ahmed Mohammed Saleh Bashin and Co., owner of Ravi Tea, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, in Saudi Arabia, set this record in 2014. Other world records recorded by Guinness that are related to tea include the largest cup, 10 feet tall by 8 feet wide, and the most cups made in one hour, an astonishing 1,848 by a team of 12 people. Damn, y'all, that's a lot of tea. <laughs> It's a lot of damn tea. Number nine, heaviest drinkers. China, Sri Lanka, and Kenya export the most tea worldwide, shipping out about 1 million metric tons of it between the three countries. Thanks in large part to its huge population, China consumes the most of any country in total. However, per capita, Turkey, Ireland, and the United Kingdom take the top three spots. Did y'all know that? Because I kind of knew that. <laughs> Here's the part I knew. I knew that UK. I mean, I feel like because it's, I just always heard about, oh my God, tea time and shit my whole life. So I knew like, okay, if you're having designated tea times on the red, clearly y'all are consuming a lot of tea. So I always knew that about United Kingdom, they were heavy on the tea drinking. I did not know that Turkey and Ireland were big on the tea drinking. That I was like, damn, okay. China, I'm not surprised. I mean, because again, just looking at the history of tea, that's to be, I would say that's to be expected, right? But I am surprised that the U.S. is not in there. But then again, I will say, I do feel like the U.S. is more of a coffee-loving nation as opposed to tea, even though there are a lot of tea drinkers. But still, it seems like people are more all about the coffee here than the tea. So I guess I shouldn't be too surprised about it. But I want to know, did y'all know that? (laughs) Did y'all know any of this? Are you learning this with me? Are you like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. Is your mind blown, too? All right. So, here's the last part. 10. You did what with it? That is what it says. I didn't make that up. (laughs) There are some very interesting uses for this product beyond brewing. One such remedy is to rub slightly damp leaves on uncovered areas of skin in order to keep mosquitoes away. Tea has also been used for cleaning floors, naturally dyeing cloth, marinating meat, and for helping to patch up tiny nicks from shaving. It's often used for gardening purposes, too. Roses love the leaves, absorbing the nutrients that they offer through the soil. This makes a great addition to a compost pile, as it can accelerate the process of decomposition. Did y'all know that? Because I didn't know any of that. (laughs) I didn't know any of that. So I'm like, that's fucking amazing. And that makes sense with using um, the tea, for those tiny nicks from shaving. That makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense. So now I'm wondering if y'all are team coffee or team tea, or are you like me where you're both, basically? Even though, I, I mean, at the end of the day, if I had to really choose, I would definitely say team tea because I consume more tea than I do coffee. Uh, I mainly just have coffee when I go to work because I have to get up early and I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not ready to start my day at 5:30 in the fucking morning. I'm just I'm just not. I need something to help me get through. So I have only one serving a day. Usually just have my morning cup and that's it. You know, that's it. 
is donezo after that but yeah tea tea baby i would say i'm definitely team tea but for y'all that do enjoy the tea i am curious do you prefer hot or iced tea do you like the black or green or white like oolong how do you fix it up do you put lemon in it what about sugar milk like any of y'all like that stuff do you do anything extra special do you have like a brewing practice if you do please share with me because perhaps i may want to try it could strike my fancy share with me share please share 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 sharing is caring (laughs) which i do have to mention about iced tea i do man i love some iced tea but it's gotta be the southern style iced tea and if you know you know people in the southern part of the u.s they put i don't i can't even tell you how much sugar is really in it you probably wouldn't want to know it might scare you (laughs) but they make that shit sweet as hell but it is so good oh i can't get enough of it I can't. I love it. And of course, I have roots in the South because my dad is from North Carolina and my mom is from Tennessee. So I can't help but not love that sweet tea, baby. It is so damn delicious, especially on a hot ass summer day. Let me tell (laughs) y'all. And if you put a little lemon in it, oh, extra delicious, extra delicious. Yes. And who likes an Arnold Palmer? If y'all don't know what an Arnold Palmer is, that's basically the drink that combines uh, one part lemonade and one part iced tea. Do y'all like that? Because I like those. I don't drink it too often. I prefer to have those things separate. Like if I want iced tea, get my iced tea. If I want lemonade, get a lemonade. I won't say I'm the hugest fan of having them together. It's not bad, but I feel like they stand out on their own. You know, they're better to consume separately. Let me know what y'all think about that. <laughs> but that's all I have for y'all. Oh my gosh, what a nice time we had talking about tea. I feel like it just refreshed me even more. And it almost makes me want to make another cup. <laughs> Maybe I'll have an extra cup later. Maybe I'll get myself some oolong. That's my number one in my heart for tea is my oolong Mm, so damn delicious but please again like i said earlier hit me up with any responses comments you may have on twitter or instagram at justine monique j-u-s-t-i-n-e-m-o-n-i-k-u-e and don't forget to visit the ok vibes blog at okvibes.wordpress.com Thank you for joining me. I'll be back again next Thursday, 1212 EST. Join me. Appreciate all of you that are listening. I hope everything is going well in your life. Bye.